Thank you, Cal Poly Chamber Choir. That was so beautiful. Our scripture lesson this morning comes from John's Gospel, chapter 1, verses 1 through 18. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light, the true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born, not of blood, or of the will of the flesh, or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory the glory as a father's only son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, this was he of whom I said, he who comes after me ranks ahead of me because he was before me. From his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but it is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God. Pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable unto you, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Who does John think he is? John begins his gospel with, in the beginning, the same words that begin the book of Genesis. Anyone who is as presumption, presumptuous as that either has a high view of themselves or of the one whom they describe. The book of Genesis begins, in the beginning God made, whereas John's gospel begins with, in the beginning was. John dares to go back even before creation and claim to know what was already there. In the beginning was the word, and the word was God. So in this word, who was God, 
we are meeting God, a very real human being. This God in a real human being. is the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness does not overcome it. In this bold prologue of John's, we learn that this Jesus, who was before creation, apart from whom nothing was made, was the light of all people. and shines on even now. To all outward appearances, it seemed that Jesus was executed and that darkness had won the day. And that now in the present world around us, it seems that darkness is winning the day. And yet it will always be the deepest fact in all of history that this light shines in the darkness and the darkness does not put it out and never will. The darkness will never put out this resurrection light. I need to hear this again and again and again. Don't you? I truly believe that in all these years I've been preaching Christmas, that this truth has never been more profound to me than at this very moment. Yes, who does John think he is proclaiming so boldly this wondrous news? And once we let this truth sink deeply into our souls, perhaps more deeply than ever before this Christmas tide, what are we to do? There was a man sent from God whose name was John. Hmm, another John. This John came to bear witness to the light so that all might come to believe through him. We read in Luke's gospel, as it is written in the book of words of the prophet Isaiah, the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill shall be made low and the crooked shall be made straight and the rough ways made smooth and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. Who does this John think he is claiming to be the voice crying out in the wilderness? Well, he knows who he is not. He makes sure his followers know there is one who is coming who he is not even worthy to untie his sandals, that he's not the Messiah. John the Baptist is a messenger, just as John is in writing his gospel. Have you ever thought that we all might be called to be voices crying out in the wilderness? It sure feels like we're out in the wilderness these days. Upon hearing this great news of one who is coming, the people asked John the Baptist, what should we do? He tells them in the Greek, metanoia, turn around. We asked, toward whom shall we turn around? 
turn around toward the God of peace. Be open to universal love and compassion. Focus on new possibilities for a new life of love, peace, and hope. Turn toward Jesus in the new year. Have you ever felt like your life's work may have been for naught? Have you ever felt like giving up because you've not seen results? The great theologian Thomas Merton reminds us to depend not on results, but to concentrate on the rightness and truth of our work. As our mission statement says, we are instruments of God, just like John and John the Baptist were. We do what is right because it's right. We hope in God and leave the outcome up to God. Isn't that freeing? Yes, we're in a world of darkness right now, but you know, now and always, all of you have given me great hope for the light shines in darkness through you. You people have been shining in the darkness, helping all of us to hang in there. You have worked to give us opportunities to gather, yes, virtually I know, to study this word who shines in the darkness in Bible and community groups, to bring joy to one another and encouraging with a word of love, to have fun together singing Christmas carols or playing bingo or, or driving through, through the perch par parking lot for a, a ice cream social. And wasn't that first Zoom worship service pure incredible joy? just to see one another's faces and to worship together once again. And all our elders and deacons and staff and musicians have been stellar in making all of this possible. And believe me, it has not been easy. And yes, there's another John to talk about, our pastor. Who does he think he is bringing that word that shines in the darkness to all of us in so many ways every single week for months now? How dare he bring the bold news in his Bible study on Philippians on Wednesday nights of another of the four great Christological passages in the New Testament, as Jack Springer would point out, hmm, Jack, close to John. He'd point out, let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness, and being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even death on a cross. And the apostle Paul exclaims further, for it is God who is at work in you. You shine like the stars in the world. And yes, you shine now even more so through mission, perhaps more than ever before. For one, you all stepped up through the Christmas fair this year big time. 
Yes, the people asked John the Baptist, what shall we do? Shine on, dear people, shine on. Be the light in the darkness through Jesus Christ, asking God in these remaining months of sheltering in how you personally and how this church can be the light shining in the darkness even more than ever before. Because this year, we have discovered even more profoundly just who this light is, who, who has shined in the darkness since before the beginning of time and still does now. It'll always be the deepest fact in all of history that this light shines on and the darkness does not put it out and never will. The darkness will never put out this resurrection light. I would like to close with this from my favorite blog, Dancing Faith written by Stephen Cleaver, a Presbyterian pastor in Oregon. He wrote this on the darkest night of the year, the solstice, and that, and yet this is the year, yes, 2020 no less, that the star of Bethlehem showed that night after 800 years. Wasn't it magnificent? He begins with a blessing from Jan Richardson's Circle of Grace a book of blessings for the seasons. I cannot tell you how the light comes. What I know is that it's more ancient than imagining, that it travels across an astounding expanse to reach us, that it loves searching out what is hidden, what is lost, what is forgotten, or in peril or in pain, that it has a fondness for the body to finding its way toward flesh, for trying the edges to form for the shining forth through the eye, the hand, the heart. I cannot tell you how the light comes, but it does, that it will, that it works its way, that it enfolds you, though it may seem long ages in coming or arrive in a shape you not, do not see or foresee. And so, May we this day turn ourselves toward it. May we lift our faces to let it find us. May we open more and open still to the blessed light that comes. And then Cleaver writes, it doesn't take much light to dispel the darkness in the deep darkness in those blackest moments when we cannot see, cannot breathe, cannot move when we grope blindly seeking anything that can give us direction or safety, when we inch our way forward uncertain and bewildered, in that moment, even the tiniest bit of light transforms the deeper the darkness, the more powerful the light on the longest and darkest nights as the seasons tip we yearn for the light in this time of hate and violence. We yearn for the light. We know not how it comes. We know it is irresistible and relentless. We know that it will find any space and fill any crack and shine through it. It comes into the darkness, into this darkness, 
into my darkness, your darkness, through our words, into our emptiness, unrelenting, persistent, spreading slowly inside, lights us up with sacred glory and sacred love until we shine in the darkness, until we shine. Amen.